Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or... Well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available. Do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M I Z. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. With me, as always, is the president of the Dawson Downing Fan Club, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And also joining us is Jim McElwain's personal charter fishing boat captain, Caleb Bungard. Hey, kids. So uh, we took to the road this weekend and played UConn in Hartford, Connecticut, and the Tigers came away with a 52-12 to win. What are your thoughts about this game, guys? The most boring blowout Mizzou has ever had. I'll take boring blowouts <laughs> yeah. over what we've been looking at this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, most shit. Yeah, you could watch the first quarter, turn it off, and the same thing happened in the second, third, and fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which is not always a bad thing. It was a good thing. Yeah, not only was it a game that nobody really cared about, it was also on CBS Sports Network, which I did not know existed until this week. Channel, yeah. Channel 221 on your direct TV. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, we I, wish I, could, I wish I could. I wish you'd have told me that at 530. I was having a hell of a time trying mm-hmm. to find that mother. Well, and the good thing about this game, I think, is that it was basically what we had hoped it would be. I had a lot of hopes. Obviously, I mentioned that I bet on this game, which is rare for me, but I uh, came away 50 bucks richer. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was interesting to me just how identical it was to the Idaho game in a way where we can't, they started sort of disastrously where we had a bad snap and ended up going down. And that's our new snapper. That's the guy they've been getting ready. Yeah. That's right. How can we not even have a long snapper? Oh, I, the first thing I thought was the nigger like, oh, and Fatoni lets that one go right through his hands for the safety. I'm like, that wasn't anywhere near Fatoni. And then the, the announcer corrected himself out on the replays. Like, oh, I guess Fatoni really didn't have a chance at that. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you think? <laughs> like his fucking two feet over his hands and eight feet wide of him. Like, you can't really expect TV announcers to be watching the game. They're Sometimes I think they're just looking at a computer and calling the game from that. Yeah. They're not actually watching the game. It almost comes across as the CBS Sports Network crew in Connecticut is not the A team. No, no. Mm-hmm. But after that bad play, much like in Idaho, we completely dominated throughout on defense and offense. Yeah, and Drew Locke continues to look like the uh, second coming against garbage teams. He's He's going to basically hold every Mizzou passing record under the sun when he graduates, and will have a record of like nine and <laughs> twenty-five or something like that. He's yeah. just, it's going to be bad. Yeah, but, as a junior and putting up these big numbers, he is climbing those team record ranks. Yeah, and what what have we seen out of it other than three straight well, losing got, years? If, if at this pace, Albert O is going to hold the fucking single season touchdown record and having not caught one for the first like four games of the season. Yeah, you know? yeah. it's encouraging, but at the same time, it's UConn. Well. So, in back-to-back games against garbage opponents, it's like what you're really looking for is like all these players that are doing all these wonderful things. Can they do it against SEC mm-hmm. opponents? I don't know. Like I don't know if Drew Locke is maturing as a quarterback or if it's just the the fact that the competition doesn't put much pressure on him, but he surveys the field now. Mm-hmm. He gets multiple receivers involved. Is that a product of Drew Locke becoming a better quarterback, or is that a product of just more time in the pocket? I don't know. I think it's – my guess is it is the latter, mostly. I that's, maybe there's, that's there's, why I'm really sort of trepidatious about being way too high on him, because yeah. Drew Locke is, looks really good when he has time and obviously feels comfortable you know, going through multiple receivers. But when we play a good opponent, like an SEC opponent, he tends to have one read, whether by design or by just by simply what he does. And that one read typically is like Jamon Moore, who if it's thrown at him, he's going to drop it. So so this offense 
what worries me is it will suddenly evaporate against mm-hmm. a opponent that's not giving you it's basically a 16 yard cushion yeah. on still, every pass play and still getting burned deep. Well, yeah. the good thing is uh, we don't have a good opponent left on the schedule. <laughs> that's yeah, true. true enough, Caleb. True enough. Yep. We've got, uh, we've got some bad teams coming in. It looks like, I don't know, there's a possibility that nobody we're playing this the rest of this year is going to have a head coach. I mean, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but Jim McElwain from Florida got fired. Butch Jones is on the hottest seat one can have. And the mm-hmm. fact that Butch Jones wasn't the first fire in the SEC yeah. this year is somewhat shocking. He's basically sitting on a butt plug made of hot lava. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are into that. Yeah. But uh, well, I'll say this. Obviously, Connecticut has one of the worst secondaries in all of college football. But I think it does provide somewhat of a confidence boost for a guy like Drew Locke to be better when he gets mm-hmm. to better competition. He's got a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder, and that evaporates the first time you throw an interception. Yeah. But going into these games, I think it can't hurt. Well, and I think you know another place where we looked good in these last couple of games, particularly Be- Terry Beckner Jr., oh, he looked Marshall great. Frazier getting involved. And it's like, boy, if these guys can do this against mm-hmm. not UConn and not Idaho, maybe there's a chance they're going to save Barry Odom's job. Yeah, the weird thing to me about these games is that we expect them to look good against the teams like UConn and Idaho, and they have done that. Mm-hmm. But then there's this huge gulf between mm-hmm. these bad teams and then just mediocre SEC teams like South Carolina, where we don't look good, or Kentucky. And and you think a team that can boat race in Idaho or UConn should at least be competitive with South Carolina. We would you hope. Know? That, I think South Carolina, for me, was the game that kind of took our season off the rails. I mean, mm-hmm. that kind of was a, that, you know, the SEC nation was there. It was kind of a we knew defining moment for the season. For, and yeah. I think we didn't just lose that game. I think what we really lost in that game was the team lost confidence. The team, mm-hmm. it, it really sort of... And then um, that was reinforced by Purdue, of course. Well, yeah. But I mean, I think Purdue was almost a product of like, oh, I don't, or maybe we're not that good. Mm-hmm. I really think there's a psychological kick in the balls that came from a South Carolina loss. It was a huge shit show there for a couple weeks. Well, I mean, that's where we went from not even talking about Barry Odom getting fired to we need to fire Barry Odom right now. Mm. And then it's weird because if we do have a pretty decent second half, which we're set up to do, the Barry Odom, fire Barry Odom talk could evaporate in a lot of circles. Well, that's, well saw that they got Mizzou projected to be in a bowl right now. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I mean, uh, it's, it, it's possible. The Texas Bowl. <laughs> If, yeah. if you're Jim Sterk right now, I think it's a good position to be in because you have got this such a soft schedule coming up. It really will help you make a determined decision. I mean, like, if he kicks ass in this last half, then, hell, even me, who has been a vehement a Barry Odom critic as anyone, would be like, yeah, you can give him that third year. I'm yeah. okay with that. But if you don't kick ass in this weak part of the schedule, it's like, if you can't win on this schedule, you just ain't going to win. Yeah. And then you, you, know, you add on the loss of recruits and – I mean, despite the, the despite the beautiful offensive explosions we've had these last couple of weeks, it, it doesn't gloss over the fact that this program is losing players, mm-hmm. and the classes behind this group of guys does not look good. That's the thing that scares me the most because I will say if if Missouri if say Missouri gets three more wins and becomes bowl eligible, mm-hmm. it would be very difficult to make the argument that Barry Odom deserves to go based on performance on the field, but. These recruits just bleeding, going away left and right. That is terrifying from the fact of looking down the road and can this guy take us? Because we were talking about Barry Odom not being a great recruiter before he landed these guys. And then when he did, he got these Alabama guys. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're like, oh, you know, things are looking up on the recruiting front. We may not be getting the Mizzou 10, Missouri 10. But who cares? But we're, we're pulling guys. Yeah, and now they're gone, and who, we got nobody backed up to replace them. You know, our backup quarterback played the last quarter of this game. Don't know why he didn't play more, but he didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't throw the ball real well. Granted, he had a, a keeper for a touchdown, but he's certainly a big drop-off from Drew Locke. Yeah. And then, you know, what have we got in the wings? Nobody now. Yeah. And, and it's that's what scares me is that, 
as far as Barry Odom being a guy who can win long term, because I think a lot of people, even the ones that want Barry Odom fired, can see him being a good head coach in the long run. Well, I think, you know, if you're going to look as positively as you can at Barry Odom, there's one thing like two years ago, we played this team and we won six to nine. We technically won nine to six or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. The um, <laughs> incorrect, regardless. And then we, we, we just played some really ugly, barely win rum dumb teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like at least against, you know, the Vandals and UConn, we pounded these teams. Mm-hmm. You know, that last year, fucking Pinkle, you could kind of see things. Uh oh. I mean, because yeah. when we were playing the fucking rum dumbs, we were, People are giving us all they want. And even though um, Missouri State scored a lot of points against us, I mean, we ultimately did score 70 and beat them by almost 30 points. So it's mm-hmm. like we he has done what you're supposed to do against the fucking you know, whipping boys. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I question is, is there going to be anything in the pantry in the next couple of years? Yeah, that's so. the big that's, that's a big the scare. We should be talking about this game. And all I can think about is what happens for the next two years, with or without Barry Odom. If you don't, you know, it's not about the X's and those, it's about the Jimmys and Joes, the old cliche. And it doesn't look like there's very many Jimmys or Joes or LaShawns or Ladericks or any other thing that we'll really need, because I would rather have those than Jimmys and Joes, to be honest with you. <laughs> Half of them were named Cam or Cameron. Yeah. So I think all the, they're all gone. But uh, yeah, I want, I want, it's all about the Ladariuses and the Deshaun's. <laughs> not that, about, we need to update that from Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah, this is not a whole lot of Jimmy or Joe's. <laughs> no. They usually play for Notre Dame. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exclusively. But uh, <laughs> about that game, I mean, Missouri put up another 50 point performance, spread the ball around. Jonathan Johnson looked good because he's kind of been uh, quiet this year. Yep. And Emmanuel Hall has been the step up from a receiving core. But I had high hopes going into the season. He was one of the guys I predicted would put out mm-hmm. a big year. And he hasn't done to this point. So it was good to see him get involved. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Albert O, who is secured by a long shot that tight end spot with three, you know, the competition's thick. You know, Reese yeah. and Blanton are good tight ends. And Albert O is clearly a much better I, I think one. right now, I mean, if, Reese probably shouldn't even see the field because I think it's O, Blanton, and uh, and then Reese. And not that Reese is bad, but I mean, I, at this point, I, I when Blanton, they get Blanton involved, you know, as opposed to Alberto, who obviously has nice hands and is a good tight end and a big target. Blanton, when he has the ball, he's long and athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I almost look at him and go, Man, move that guy outside. I mean, you know, when they, they come to the line of scrimmage and some, they'll, you know, and in the NFL, at him still. Do a little back step, check it out, and then you watch the tight end run away from the line and actually go get into the slot as a receiver. It's like, I want to see him do that with Blanton because mm-hmm. he looks fast. He looks yeah. long. I mean, every time they do find him over the middle, he I mean, he runs away from people he has, mm-hmm. at, at a 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six tight end position. I believe it was the Greek philosopher Plato who said he's long and strong and he's bound to get the friction on. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I second that. It was Plato. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I mean, Alberto has scored, I think, seven touchdowns on the exact same play the last mm-hmm. few weeks. I have to think that our competition in SEC play is going to prepare for that to some degree. Well, but good, because they have to prepare for it, because now it's a part of our offense. I mean, that was one thing before. The defense didn't have to worry about us you using the middle of the field at all. Yeah, yeah, you didn't like, have to practice in the middle of the field yeah, for like, all those weeks. Like, listen, the, they're gonna, if they're going to throw, they're going to throw outside the numbers, or they're going to run. It's this whole middle part of the field is... It's elusive. Yeah. <laughs> it's unusable. Mm-hmm. We do not want it. Have nothing to do with it. So, and then, you know, it was kind of the, the funnest part of the game was when they start getting the scrubs in, ultimately, you know, getting yeah. to see Dawson Downing truck people. <laughs> yeah. Whitey McWhiterson. Yeah. Whitey McWhiterson. We had predicted that he would never see the field after the spring game, and he <laughs> proved us wrong. Well, he should be seeing the field based on the spring game mm-hmm. and Whitey McWhiterson truck times. <laughs> yeah. And Crockett being out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, that's another thing. Roundtree looked good. He's got a lot Witter of. Witter did, too. Yeah. Witter did, too. I mean, Witter is. Listen. Witter has been probably the product of um, a lot of unjustified um, criticism on the show, and it's really to no fault of his own. It's all the coaching staff throwing him out there as if he was, you know, the Herschel Walker. <laughs> and uh, he has looked good, and he's a very serviceable back. It's just, you know, with Roundtree and Crockett, sometimes he plays a little more than you'd mm-hmm. like him to. But, you know, that's not his fault. I mean, you're going to tell the coach, like, no, coach, are you, really, you want me to put me in? No, put Put Crockett in. He's a lot better than me, Coach. Mm-hmm. Don't you know? The players don't say that. They go, "Well, yeah, I'll play some more." Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, as much as we'd like him to do that, mm-hmm. you know, that make him a team player in my mind. Like, no, Coach, put Crockett in. One thing uh, unrelated to all this, I saw about that game was: Did you see one how small the stadium was and how few people were in that stadium? It looked like a high school. Well, game. I say the midweek show was. Um, what do you say? Forty thousand. It was the stadium. Yeah, I said the capacity was forty. 
Yeah, and who wants to watch Missouri UConn? I found myself struggling on television to mm-hmm. to stay with it. Yeah, Mike Anthony, the Hartford Current uh, beat reporter, he thought that we might actually draw a crowd because they don't SEC often opponent. bring an SEC opponent in, and you know it'd be an opportunity to turn their season around. But apparently, not enough to get people in uh, half, Connecticut to well, a football half game. Half the people that were there were uh, Mizzou journalism people that work for ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so that they get a little money off them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a lot of game, but I just don't feel like there's much to talk about ultimately from it. I mean, it's well, and, and a lot of passes were caught, a lot of touchdowns were scored. And then this kind of game where the only way there should be anything to talk about it is if we're something tragic and horrible goes on, yeah. and we get beat, or you know, ultimately, another nine to six game, or, or Drew Lock goes out for the season, then we have something to talk about. But this is exactly what you expect. And it's it's kind of the situation where it's a better there's show really for the fans if we lose. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. we'd be screaming obscenities yeah. right now. Well, it's the kind of game where there's no real winning. Either hold serve or you're going something bad has happened. Yeah, you know, it's just like you, nothing great. You're not getting any award. It's for like being on a highlight reel. If they're showing you a kick return, it's not because it was just you know a fair catch. It's right. like something went terribly wrong. There's <laughs> yes. only one reason to show that highlight. I'm actually kind of sad now when we win because I know Ian did not call in. Yes, yeah. well, I know. And, yeah. You know, that's maybe the biggest downside to Barry Odom possibly saving his job is we, we were ready to start that Ian for the uh, 2018 football coach mm-hmm. uh, campaign. And he's Brand- not going to have that kind of furious anger that we Yeah, enjoy we've been so on much. Photoshop getting signs ready, getting mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff, and it's um, it's all going to waste I, if Barry Odom keeps winning games. Yeah, I typed his resume up. We're, we're ready to <laughs> submit that thing <laughs> yeah. uh, at any point. Yep. Yeah, we we'll keep it handy. Though. I, I've got yeah, it like ready. Said, Barry Odom hasn't won, get, won out yet. I've already licked the stamp. It's going out. <laughs> Caleb, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the basketball at all? I mean, we, obviously we had the big Missouri versus Kansas scrimmage in Kansas City that everybody was so excited about. Raised now, I guess, over $2 million they, they raised the uh, totals up to. But we played a close scrimmage against Wisconsin. And again, Missouri came up short. They, yeah, they played Wisconsin today. And, of course, it was closed, so nobody got in to really see it. But they did report that Mizzou lost the scrimmage by eight points today. And other than that, they didn't put out much information on it about how much anybody played or what they actually did. Um, but I do know that they, there was talk about eight-point loss today. Being, being as it was closed, it, I'm sure it resembled much more of a scrimmage than the KU matchup probably did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't know. Vandersex may have paid 35 minutes yeah, in a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, obviously, we saw a lot of the Porter brothers and of Tillman and those mm-hmm. guys in the Kansas game. But that was for the fans as much yeah. as it was for anything. And I can very much see that those guys – didn't play a lick in the second half in in a close scrimmage where there's no one watching well, the game. And you know, if if I had one reservation about that team uh, playing Kansas that day for Mizzou was that the shot selection and Wisconsin is a is a d it up team. And I, I wonder if getting locked down pretty hard. If I would like to have seen Mizzou's offense against that, or did they just start trying to create on their own, or did they run an offense? But uh, we'll never know because it was closed. No, while, while we're speaking about this, too, can somebody tell me out there who it benefits for Kansas to play football against? Yeah, exactly. They I'd were really, really like to know if it benefits another team for them to play Kansas in football. Just a question. Send it to us on Twitter, email. Well, I think we let, kinda, us, let us know the answer to that. I mean, scrimmages are good for you know team building i guess and yeah. getting some stuff worked out i mean there is that benefit i suppose yeah somewhere there's probably bill self will make a reason why it's beneficial well i mean if you're if you're iowa state you, you, you know you're gonna get at least one win in your conference <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's they that they, they, they're all for it i'm sure of course you say that and iowa state went and upset tcu this <laughs> yeah, week. I know. Yeah. yeah i tell you you know we've talked a little bit about the game uh missouri played and how it wasn't the most exciting one in the world but i am kind of excited to get to the around the horn with the sec this week and maybe a broader to the top 25 because I feel like this is the week in college football where shit's starting to get real. Mm-hmm. Big upsets, a lot of things happening in the SEC. We obviously alluded to the Jim McElwain firing. There's going to be a lot to talk about in the second half of this show. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're proud of the Tigers for racking up win number three. We're now a slightly less embarrassing three and five on the season with hopes of getting... Well, we're probably going to break the top yeah. 25 now. I don't think <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's right. We're probably in 26, 27. Yeah, yeah sure. But uh, anyway, edging closer to respectability. Things are going okay. The offense looks good. But like I said, second half of the show, we're going to have a lot to talk about in the world of college football. So let's head into our break. We'll come back with all of that. This is the Mazzotcast. Stop. 
stop. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Listener music from the Bobby Showers band called Lover Lover. Some nice uh, pot smoking music to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sublime with Carlos Santana on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally get stoned out of the, the bejesus belt in that music. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to send in your listener music, it's always appreciated. We've been getting a lot of good songs. Uh, we, we always appreciate it because we have zero talent amongst us. So yeah. we're very happy to receive it from you. Mazodcast at gmail.com. Send us your music and we'll get it on the show. But let's move forward to some other listeners from the old mailbag. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, let's start it off. Hey, guys, this is Mike. Um, thoughts on the Mizzou-Yukon game? Mizzou wins 45-20, to 20, just because I don't think the defense is going to do any good. Oh, this and is pre-game. Pre-game. going to lose another recruit, probably. The mm. future's not looking good when it comes to recruit, so that's what I got. Thank you. Forty-five twenty ended up being uh, pessimistic. Yeah, I mean, one bigger than that. I think he'll be right about the recruit thing, though. Pretty close. Corey fucking Fatoni. Nothing more needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Just general support for Corey Fatoni, which I, I endorse wholeheartedly. Yeah. Sure. Martin, Martin, Mar- fucking a. Eh? <laughs> one of my favorite voicemails so far. Mm-hmm. Just hung right up after that one attempt. Yeah. <laughs> Bert Bielema is gone. The shark humper is gone. Butch Jones' punchable face is gone. Mm-hmm. Sumlin may be gone. So where mm-hmm. does that leave Mizzou? We trot out Barry Odom one more year as I almost run off the road thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Or we Don't can we have two options. Chad Morris at SMU is attainable if Ole Miss doesn't fire their coach. Which were a better job. Like people are giving Ole Miss too much credit. Has this mystique of hottie. They God do, Almighty. They're also we used to be zero and fucking twelve, <laughs> but somehow ESPN thinks that we're super great. So we're gonna send Katy Perry and her. Well, let's not get distracted. Anyway, Giant so Chad Morris was gonna say. Or mm-hmm. there's a possibility that we get Petrino because although he's tainted, he's not Art Briles tainted. He's just. I ran off the road on my motorcycle with someone else's wife and messed up my face tainted. Mm. So those are our options, Mm. all three of them. I don't know which one's worse. I don't know which one's best. The highest ceiling is Petrino when he's motivated. But let's see what happens here. Hopefully we get another win against Florida and we continue to have a third option. M-I-Z. I I think, unfortunately, I think that the the Petrinos of the world, even tainted as they are, are not coming to Mizzou. Mm. Because you know what? The truth is, Patino's going to have a lot of suitors if he's available. He can go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have suitors. I mean, I don't want to talk too negatively about Mizzou necessarily, but we're not a program. And really, we're we're probably not as desirable as Old Miss in most circumstances. We should be, but we're not. But I think in the current but, but the current circumstances, I mean, you got to understand about like you hear about McElwain maybe leaving Florida and going there or whatever. If you the coach's name you know it, you're probably not going to see him at Old Miss. Old mm-hmm. Miss is going to be under the fucking NCAA thumb for a while. Yeah, there's a cloud hanging over them. If you if you, if they hire somebody whose name you're going to know, it's going to be Lane Kiffin. 
Yeah, you know, because he's got the Owls' offense running. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but uh, go Owls! The, the Owls of uh, the Owls are like leading um, college football in offense for the last last three Florida, weeks. Florida, Central Florida, and Southern Florida are the two best teams in the fucking state right now. Yeah, <laughs> because Florida State and Florida, oh Florida State, you know, garbage you know, times. You know, Miami is good, but I mean, it's just. It's impressive how bad Florida State and Florida are. It's a it's a it's a perfect example of the ebb and flow of college football because, I mean, if you ask a Florida State fan two or three years ago if this season was coming, they would have been like, "No way!" You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What are you talking about? Like you talk about riding high in the saddle to go it into a complete game of the shit century burger. when they played Alabama yeah. the first game of the year. Now mm-hmm. look at them, it's yep. terrible, hot garbage, hot, hot garbage. All right, back to the voicemails. All these decommits. Barry Unum needs to be gone now. I know a lot of people say don't fire a coach based on the recruiting class or decommitments, but it's getting ridiculous. We had Lededrick Jackson, Cam Taylor, James Foster, all these kids. They're decommitting. I mean, that's the thick of the recruiting class for Mizzou. What the fuck? He's not I mean, wrong. Listen, it, it, it really baffles me that they decommit right after Mizzou starts looking better, but I don't know if it's that they just realized Barry Odom was shit or what, but that was the thick of our recruiting class. I mean, who do we have now? Jalen Knox and a O-lineman? I mean, you can't be in the SEC and build your roster off of Juco kids. This is fucking ridiculous. Get Barry out. He ain't wrong. <laughs> nope, he's not wrong. Yeah, so I just get back from deer hunting, and I'm looking at all these decommits. What the fuck is going on? I mean, I don't know if you can say fuck in your podcast. You can. You can absolutely fucking say that. A fucking catastrophe. Do we have anybody left committed? I mean, I'm an Odom fan, or I was an Odom fan, but if you have a three-person commit class, is that a commit class, or do we just get to scratch it? I'm done. Uh, who, who do we have left committed to us now? I mean, Sarah from Narex. I, I don't even know, <laughs> but something needs to happen. This is ridiculous. And at least we have, you know, that big UConn game to look forward to. Missouri. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things I wonder about with these recruits is like, oh, yeah, we have just started winning. But you got to wonder what Barry sold them in the living room. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry probably sold them we're a f- program on the up and up, and we're going to really do something special and blah blah blah. And then three or four weeks in the season, he's on. He's telling everybody this is a rebuild and give him time. I mean, if you're one of these recruits, what you were sold in the living room may sound very different than what you're getting in press conferences now. You know, what I mean, now it's a rebuild. It's only been a rebuild for like three weeks, but it's rebuild. They're hearing probably completely different things than they heard with Barry Odom in their living room because we're certainly hearing different things. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the fucking word rebuild any at any point in this fucking in Barry Odom's time here up until about you know like say three or four weeks ago and suddenly it's a rebuild mm-hmm. and I wonder if the recruits are like uh oh I didn't sign up for a rebuild the only thing I think Barry Odom should be selling right now is like look at us you're gonna play right fucking now mm-hmm. I mean look at me freshmen are already playing yeah and that, you'd think. In the SEC, that could be a valuable thing to sell to people because mm-hmm. a lot of these places that are getting 15, four, and five star recruits, you're going to be in the back of the line. You know, uh, well, look at Fromm for Georgia. I mean, yeah. he, Eason was the guy, he yeah. was the man. He gets hurt, and now he's never going to fucking see the field again. And that guy's a good fucking quarterback. He, if, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him transfer, transfer out, out because yeah. there's no reason for a, a guy that talented to ride the pine. Mm-hmm. And man, there's not going to be any shortage of teams that will be after his services uh, the thing i like about this guy's call the thing he said that i agree with most <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. nailed it hey mazakas this is mike marvin zander is mike. a douche he deserves douche of the week what a freaking joke still our thunder. he left a mm-hmm. four and eight team thing fucking start another thing barry odom needs to get his shit together when it comes to recruiting. If not, a theme has emerged. Have to at least get top 20 in recruiting to even compete in the SEC. Fucking <sighs> suck. Yeah, not mad at the kids. I mean, would you blame them to leave? But we're just hot garbage right now. It's just sad. If we keep it up, we're just going to be like KU in football. So, all right. Thanks for the call. Well, in addition to the, you know them selling something completely different than they were sold in the living room, you've got the fact that there's been a ton of coaching turnover, and your coaches will do a lot of your recruiting. You know your staff is highly involved, and we see it especially in basketball. You know the assistant coach has some connection to some recruit. That assistant coach goes someplace else, and all of a sudden that recruit follows him. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here, but it's it could play a role in it. I mean, we've had 
a lot of coaching turnover and who the relationships these coaches build with these students to convince them to come to Mizzou or whatever the school may be when those coaches leave, you know, maybe, I mean, most of these guys weren't defensive players, but maybe some of them were fucking buttered up by DeMonte Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, that has been this week's mailbag. <laughs> so let's move right along to Kansas news. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Our first story for the day. Now a fifth teenager has entered the race for Kansas governor, folks. Man, it's becoming a real trend. Joseph Tatura, age 16 of Mission Hills, has named a campaign. What's that last name, Tatura, Brennan? I feel like that's not um, Anglo Mm. necessarily. I don't think he's got any chance in Kansas. Yeah, that's a good point. He's named a campaign treasurer, his father, as he prepares to run for Kansas governor. Mm -hmm. He is the fifth teenager to set a campaign account up for the 2018 race. There is no age requirement for governor in Kansas. I'll be running as a Republican with a financially conservative ideology with a moderate conservative social ideology, Tatura wrote in an email. Well, that sounds like a load of gobbledygook. Mm. What does that even fucking mean? Uh, I think I, just, I hear conservative, so he's got a chance. <laughs> well, I know what I mean. What's moderate conservative in Kansas? Like, we shouldn't stone gay people to death, <laughs> but we definitely shouldn't end up getting married either. <laughs> I think the earth is 5,500 years old. Yeah. Very moderate. Yeah. Tatura is president of his sophomore class and said he dedicates about an hour a day to catching Jerking up on the news. off. Far more than an hour to yeah. that. Far more than Brownback probably does. <laughs> yes. you know, I mean, just from a testosterone standpoint. This. Cool. And when he's cleaning his socks, he catch up, catches up on the news, <laughs> especially U.S. politics. I'm intrigued with politics for the very simple reason. He wrote, politicians with the right intentions are the people that can bring real change to a city, state, or country, and I want to be one of those people. He knows some people think a teen running for governor is a stunt or intended to get laughs from fellow students. Tatura says he wants to learn from the process and about how the system works. I want one of these kids to get elected. It's going to be great when it happens. They honestly couldn't do a worse job than no. their, their current governor. And they the, honestly couldn't. be doing press conferences with an Algebra 2 book in front of them. It's going to be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other high school students who have filed a campaign account document with the Kansas Governmental Ethics Commission are Jack Bergeron, a junior at Wichita, a Democrat, Tyler Ruzick, a junior at Prairie Village, a Republican, Ethan Randall's a senior, Wichita Republican, and Dominique Scavuzzo, a senior, Leewood Republican. Yeah, it's weird. They're all Republicans mm-hmm. in Kansas, No, there was one Democrat well, stuck mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. They call him the loser. Yeah. <laughs> Tatura yeah. sent his <laughs> campaign filing to the state Tuesday night. He became the 20th individual to take the initial step towards entering the race for governor. Governor Brownback is on the verge of assuming a post at the State Department. Yeah, and was Lieutenant Governor Jeff Clover. He's done such a tremendous job. Brownback Why wouldn't you give that the, guy a job? He's the fucking Lane Kiffin of governors. No. Yeah. You can fail and fail and fail, and then all of a sudden the State Department Well, gives the one you thing job. about him is, is, though, but he 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 has been a uh, Trump truther from the fucking get-go. So mm-hmm. that's he's like, that's that guy, that's going to get him a job. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not one of these... Flim flam man who who jumped ship when you know Trump was talking about grabbing pussies. Mm-hmm. You know he no, was he with him. With it. Yeah. <laughs> he was with him throughout. He's getting a job at the State Department. Mm-hmm. He got it. Yeah, that's that's a lesson for you kids out there. Loyalty means something. The article concludes with to this point, no prominent prairie dogs have entered the race, but many are expected. <laughs> Fight started over fruit snacks and ended with a gunshot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as one would expect. An argument that initially started over fruit snacks led to two Kansas men being shot by a bullet. I've on seen Saturday this night. this argument in my kitchen. Yeah. Sands the guns, like mm-hmm. my my kids arguing over the fruit snacks. But, mm-hmm. uh, Better yeah. not be those shitty Welch's ones. <laughs> no, no, maybe that was all the they had in it. Kansas. Yeah. yeah. The fight began around 9 p.m. Officer Charlie Davidson said Monday that while the initial argument was about fruit snacks, other things came up between the 25-year-old resident and his 23-year-old brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they moved. So 20-year-olds fighting over fruit snacks. Not, that, not you know, like in my house, a 9-year-old and a 6-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so obviously, the uh, argument evolved into juice drinks. <laughs> yeah, sure. Capri Suns. <laughs> the 25-year-old hit his brother over the head with a handgun. It discharged once hitting the 23-year-old in the shoulder, and then a 36-year-old man in the leg 
random man <laughs> just standing around watching, the, the, one watching the fruit snack argument. Yeah. One does. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't immediately clear if the men were grazed with a bullet, but Davidson said that he had minor ni- non-life-threatening injuries. Both were taken to the hospital Saturday. Police are still looking for the 25-year-old. He's at the hospital. It just said it in the article. <laughs> both went to the hospital. The 36-year-old was content with his bowl of goldfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas man who trailed woman while masturbating in a Walmart had history of the offense. <laughs> well, this is do with what you're good at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All you have to do is Google Kansas and Walmart, and you're going to come up with a treasure. How many trope. times are we going to have this story? How many times are we going to have a story where? I mean, I is it because Kansas doesn't have the internet? I mean, do we not know about Pornhub, people? I cannot mm-hmm. stress this enough. Pornhub has lots of porno. Why Walmart? Kansas too? is like North Korea; they don't have internet. So <laughs> yeah. like Brownback took it all away. You can't do if that. If you're going to whack off in a store, why a Walmart? Go to like a, maybe a Victoria's Macy's. Yeah. You know, if I, hey, if I'm going to jack it, I go to Macy's, guys. <laughs> Something upscale like a Kmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Kansas man who has multiple convictions for masturbating while trailing women has pleaded guilty for doing the same thing earlier this month. Bobby Green of Wichita pleaded guilty to two counts of sexual misconduct on Tuesday. Green, age 47, trailed a woman through a Second Walmart. Second degree jacking <laughs> Trailed a woman through a Walmart while masturbating. When he was caught by a security officer, it, pretty easy to catch when your pants are around your ankles, one would think. <laughs> yeah. uh, when he was caught by a security officer, he evaded the officer and ran to a nearby department store. He jizzed all over the floor. The security <laughs> officer slipped around like a banana peel. He fucking shot out the fucking front door. Sly move, really. <laughs> Yeah. Where, the, where he followed another woman and continued masturbating, according to court documents. Damn. It's a man with a plan. You know? The worst thing about this is who stands up to jerk off? No doubt. Yeah, what kind of guy does that? Yeah. Well, they need to they study might. his mind. I mean, I guess Caleb's looking at two raised hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he was charged eight days later and sentenced to two years in the county jail, the maximum sentence. Green has... Ten prior convictions for sexual misconduct. At what point do you get the death penalty for jacking it? You know what I mean? Like, how many times do you have to stack this one up before it goes? Yeah, just ten more than, strikes, you're out. <laughs> yeah, two days in jail. I mean, what point do we get to the death penalty? I don't know if they want him in the jail at all. <laughs> uh, you know, keep him out of here. <laughs> yeah. we, we, you know how much mop and bucket time we have yeah, in these fucking like cells once he leaves? of the lambs. He's just throwing cum all over guards. <laughs> he is a registered sex offender as well. No Most of his convictions are for masturbating while following women around in public spaces. Again, it takes all times, folks, but mm. I'm just going to tell you, Pornhub, it's, it's got what you need. Well, it sounds like this guy has a specific thing <laughs> yeah. he's into. Yeah, kind of like Bill Cosby wanted to fuck people who are asleep. It's like, you really like to know what this lady looks like that he's jerking? Oh, off. that's the great it part. Is a, like, it's a Kansas Walmart, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Kansas resident in a Kansas Walmart. She was like in a hover round weighing 450. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easy pe- to catch up with. Yeah, he saw a little ass crack with mm-hmm. the jerk in it. Yeah. If he's really smart, he disconnects the battery from the little, oh, yes. little scooters they ride around in. That uh, Fucking rascal. Yeah, screw these. Get those rascals to slow down so he can really get us passionate. Well, given all the like the the sexual assault in the news of late, and now masturbating, following women, I just feel like when has any of these plans ever worked out? When is the last time you walked up to a stranger and honked her titty and went honk 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 honk, and she went, "Damn, I want to sleep with you. You're the sexiest man I ever saw." Nothing, nothing turns a lady on like. You know, groping her yeah, unwantedly. You know what I mean? Producers like, and all these people are just jerking off in front of people, thinking women just want to have sex. Do you, with them. Colin, do speaking you of porn, to- speaking of Pornhub, the, it's the only place we're going to see a woman get unwanted advances, and it leads to sex. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen in the real world, no, folks. Never, mm-hmm. Colin. When you when you honk a woman's boob in public, are you required to make the honking noises, mm-hmm. or is that you are in Kansas optional? Arruga, arruga. <laughs> it just depends on the size of the titty. I mean, uh-huh. if it's a small titty. You know, or something uh-huh. like that. Like, a, I don't know. <laughs> Tell us more. Regardless, well, regardless, I mean, like jacking it. I mean, I surely his plan is never like they're going to turn in and see him jacking it and be like, "Ooh, got to get me some of that." Well, I mean, the guy was masturbating. I don't think his plan ever entailed the woman participating in any way. <laughs> I think he was going to do all the work himself. I guess my question is: is if the woman turned around and decided she wanted to participate? Would he let her? Would he let her? <laughs> like, no, good. Just, I got just stand there. I got th- This is my thing. <laughs> Keep shopping on your hover round. <laughs> That's what gets me going. Like the old Gilbert Gottfried with the uh, Playmates. If he had two of them at home, he would jerk off to them so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one final story of the day. Caleb, did Kansas play football this weekend? Kansas did play football. They played Kansas State in a game that was actually pretty close. Kansas State won 30-20. Bill Snyder decided to take it easy on him. He was feeling bad for Kansas and their 21 yards. Kansas State was 
overranked and overhyped going into the season. I listen to all this Kansas City sports radio, and they just, they they put this Bill Schneider up on a fucking pedestal. They act like this guy's the second coming. Mm-hmm. Every uh, they just cannot talk about this guy old. enough. He's old. And it's since like 1997. It's been since 1997. They really did anything at Kansas. Well, State and then football. what ultimately did they do? Yeah. I mean, based on their standards, Gary Pinkle's the greatest coach who ever lived. I mean, because what has he done? That Bill. Sch- I mean, Bill Schneider took him one year a little further than Pinkle. You know, but I mean, like it's not. Like he did anything, he's he's basically had K State being a consistently competitive team for several years, and apparently that means you're the greatest coach you'll ever was you. or will be. Yeah, well, compared to Kansas, they, they do look great in that state, you know. But my thing is, is they keep talking Kansas State up because they love Bill Schneider, and then Kansas State does this, and it's everybody's shocked by. It. I'm like, no, they're not that good. They treat Kansas State like most people treat Notre Dame. It's like just based on name recognition alone, yes, they're just right. like, they're going to be the greatest thing ever. It's like, no, they're not. Bill Schneider has not won multiple national championships. Even though it was a close game, let's keep in mind the fact that it was a, another Kansas loss. Kansas on Kansas crime. What if he was jacked in that game? <laughs> the best kind of crime. All right, well, that has been Kansas News. It's not a Kansas football game until somebody's stroking their dork. All right, fellas, I'm looking forward to, uh, like I said, SEC around the horn this week. So let's take our final break of the day and come back with that. This is the Mazzotcast. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are f***ing great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. And this one comes to us as The Pranks, and the song is Good to Be Alive. So thanks to Tally Ruprecht for that song, another good one. And uh, it's time we get into the SEC Around the Horn. Jesus loves football. And as always, Colin, if you wouldn't mind firing up the old Paul Finebot. Here he comes. Nick Saban, Nick Saban. All right, Paul, you ready? Let's get started. Okay. Caleb, who do we got? Well, in the close game of the week, we had Arkansas playing Ole Miss. And Arkansas won 38-37. to <laughs> Oh, this was ugly for Ole Miss. They mm-hmm. led throughout the game, and they led big in the first half, and they yep. let Arkansas back in with some nasty turnovers. Yeah. Burt got a win. Maybe. He got his obligatory SEC win for the year. I think Arkansas is in the same position we are. It's like, does this save Burt's job, or does his buyout save his job? Yeah, well, Burt's buyout's going to save his job. Fuck Burt. Georgia went down to Florida, and we already uh, know about Jim McElwain being fired because they lost 42-7. to I think Georgia is going to win the East. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, this was pretty much what you expected. Uh, Georgia is miles ahead of everybody else. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, that what shocks me about this, and we talked about it before the show, is when did McIlwain get on the hot seat? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he was not a guy we were talking about at the beginning of the season, and he went to two consecutive trips to Atlanta with mm-hmm. the SEC East Championships, and now he's on the outs. Yeah, before just, Butch Jones. Yeah, no, we talked about uh, four or five different coaches that could be fired this year, and uh, McIlwain turns out to be the first one before Butch Jones. Well, I tell you what, if if Barry Odom does get shit canned. I would never endorse hiring Butch Jones, but I'd take a Jim McElwain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is this guy getting cr- canned? What is Florida thinking? And I just, uh, I read all these articles and nobody, people seem to be in favor of it, but nobody to this point to me has made some sort of compelling argument that it should have happened. I don't know. Yeah, me neither, Paul. Yeah, now what have you done for me lately? I mean, I guess <laughs> this is the third year and he just now started to suck. Is somebody at, at, in the administration big into PETA and against shark fucking? Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I cannot get this. Yeah. the I, I am very much rooting for Ole Miss to give him a sniff, and then the land sharks 
will have oh, the shot clock. Be oh, well, that be won't so happen. Wonderful. I mean, if, if I, McElwain, to me, after two SEC East championships and uh, kind of getting and taking over a Florida team, was kind of dumpster fire after mm-hmm. Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp. I mean, I, I, I think he's going to have plenty of suitors. And I'm not sure about that. There wouldn't be any reason to go to Old Miss and, and, and be buttfucked by sanctions. Yeah. The thing for me is I think they're going to have a lot of coaches gone at the end of this year. Obviously, Ole Miss is going to be shopping for coaches. Florida is going to be shopping for a coach. Tennessee is likely going to be shopping for a coach. Missouri may be shopping for a coach. A lot of these places. I think Kevin Simlin probably saves his job for another year. But the way the SEC loves their own retreads, mm. and they prefer somebody who's coaching the SEC so to a good coach anywhere. Yeah, the SEC coaching carousel, it's like a coaching key party where they just trade partners left and right year yeah, in and a year a fucking, out. It's a SEC coaching origin. Yeah, just jingle your keys and fuck your next coach yeah from I mean, neighbor over yeah, exactly and the thing about the sec i think you know the obviously the sec is down and a part of it is is like everybody in this conference seems to have some sort of delusion about what they are and mm-hmm. who they are and what their program is it's like firing coaches left right and center like who's behind them i mean yeah. you know what i mean you got rid of you say what you want about les miles but les miles had some shit on his resume you know yeah. mark rick had some shit on his resume and, and you know kirby smart's doing fine at georgia but mm-hmm. a lot of good coaches i mean gary pinkle quote unquote retired but i think the rumblings are is that he was as forced out as much as he fucking gave it up. You've got, you know, Gus Malzahn's seat seems to go from hot to cool, hot to cool, pretty, you know. And, like, I'm no big Gus Malzahn fan, but who are you going to replace him with? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's got some track record. Yeah. You get, the guys who get fired with nine wins, that's the thing. What what do these teams expect? I mean, they all expect to be in the national championship every year, obviously. Well, Florida, thing- Georgia, LSU, those guys, if you don't win nine, ten, eleven games every year, Hot seat immediately. Well, and, and, immediately. And then the, you go, you go the, the mindset of the SEC. It's like, we're going to fire, 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 fire. And then we're just going to hire retreads. It's not like they fire and then look for the next fucking hot prospect out of the fucking, you know, the Mac. You know, they just go hire the next guy for over who failed at the last program. Mm-hmm. And it's, listen, Lane Kiffin's going to be back in the SEC soon enough. I'm mm. my, my guess is Old Miss. Nobody else will take it that's basically got a decent track record. And they will not hire anybody they've never heard of. So it's going to be like, like Lane Kiffin needs an SEC job. He's going to be the, and he's got the Owls offense firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. They're going to, you, you heard it here first, Lane Kiffin to uh, Old Miss. Hot garbage. Yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> Who's next? We had South Carolina playing Vandy. South Carolina wins thirty-four to twenty-seven. Yeah, Vandy played respectably, mm-hmm. and uh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina once again shows us that Missouri shouldn't really have lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, that game was so stupid too. Mm-hmm. We had that. We had that fucking game by the throat. No. Tucker McCann single-handedly fucked it all up. Not sure about that. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I watched that game, unfortunately. And then you mentioned a while ago that uh, Kevin Sumlin may have saved his job, but he did lose this weekend to Mississippi State 35-14. to 14. Mm-hmm. Well, just watch. I mean, if Kevin Sumlin gets shit-canned, he's heading to one of the other teams that's now going to be looking for a coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. We're, we're at the key party. Well, what's kind of funny, though, we were talking about coaches and how they switch. These teams in the SEC, they're going to be good when they get that once-in-a-decade quarterback. You know, like someone with, with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Or you talk about Florida. You know, they had Warfel at one point. Then yeah. they had Tebow. I mean, you're not going to be Alabama where you get every player Yeah, I was about to year. say, pro- Alabama right. is the only program basically in the country that is just a complete – Program built up from the foundation doesn't matter. We've got five stars everywhere. Most of these teams in college football are relying on getting some sort of transcendent talent and riding that horse as long as they're in their jersey, and then they go back to the mean. You know, they're right back about to the that. Middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we got blessed at Mizzou with Brad Smith followed by Chase Daniel back yep. to back, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's been an up and down. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert had. Good run, too. Yeah. I mean, so it takes a generational quarterback for most of these teams to be good for three years, and it just doesn't happen. You can't blame a coach for well, that. Well, and that's – Georgia's a, a good example of sort of the uh, Alabama model. They've got a lot of good players all over the place, and they're enjoying that. And it's why, you, if you're a Georgia fan, you probably have some optimism for longevity because he seems to be program building versus being reliant on some sort of transcendent talent. Now, Michelle and – um Chubb dude looked pretty fucking good, and so does yeah. Throne. But I mean, at least it's not one guy. But you know, someone basically, most of his success was built on Johnny Manziel. Yes, absolutely. Cam Newton and Auburn. You know, I mean, these you get a generational player and you hop up. But these teams seem to think that we're why are we in the national championship? 
Yeah. Should we be the national champion by now? What if mm-hmm. it's the national championship? We did it in 1986. Why aren't we there again? Yeah, right. And then on to the garbage show of University of Kentucky and Tennessee. And they're another good example. Tennessee had Peyton Manning. Yes. You know, and what have they been since? Butch Jones for president. Yeah, he's going to have plenty of time to run. Kentucky beat Tennessee 29 to 26. <laughs> I think all the blame goes on Butch Jones Absolutely. on the loss. Yeah. Yeah, and it almost doesn't matter because Butch Jones is dead man walking yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's a green mile for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fucked. And I wonder, to this point, now I'm wondering what this season is doing to Butch Jones's job prospects, mm-hmm. honestly. You would almost be better to resign oh. so you didn't finish out. Well, get in the coaching pool early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make yourself available. But we talk about the SEC retreads. At this point, has he done so much damage to his – his name that he's going to go have to be a offensive or defensive coordinator for somebody else for a couple of years before he gets another head coaching job, unless he's willing to do the go with the Lane Kiffin, you know, owls route or something, you know, not sure about that. I'm not sure about it either, Paul, but I just, he has done more to damage himself than just by not only just why the way he coaches, but what the shit he says, I mean, just fucking gobbledygook, awful fucking coach speak garbage. Speaking You're right of about third that. person and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just a fucking nut. Mm-hmm. And stupid. Yeah. And he looks, and I think we mentioned many, 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 many shows ago that he kind of looks like an amalgamation of Biff from Back to the Future. Back to the Future and Kevin's brother from Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. And the most punchable face in college football. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that wraps up this week in the SEC. <laughs> All right. Alabama and LSU, I guess, had the bye. They mm-hmm. had the bye. We got a full slate of games coming this week, though. Want to start off maybe with UMass visiting Mississippi State. Well, Mississippi State's going to get back-to-back wins. Mississippi State. Yeah, they're going to rout UMass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt about that one. I think Mississippi will uh, will go. I'll go with 40. They're going to win by 40. Bet that. All right. Caleb the Greek says, take the points. Take the, I don't know what they are, but take, take them. UMass <laughs> can't be good at football. Um, then we have Auburn. Oh, I like that bet. Oh, Paul's with me. <laughs> Auburn yes, sir. is going sign. down to A&M. Mm, I, uh, I don't know what to say about this one. I, I feel like Auburn should just fucking throttle the shit out of them, honestly. Yeah, but these are two teams that you do not know what you're going to get. In the we, second we, half of a season, especially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. This could be the game where one or the other coach gets canned. Mm-hmm. Or at least seals the deal for the end mm-hmm. of the season if it yeah. doesn't happen in season. It's two angry fan bases. I'm going to go with Auburn. I think Auburn should throttle them because I don't believe in A&M at all. I agree with you, Kyle. Auburn. So does Paul. And then Western Kentucky goes down to Vandy, which is only about a 35, 40-mile drive mm-hmm. to get their ass kicked because mm-hmm. Vandy will beat Western Kentucky. Vanderbilt. Yep, Vanderbilt's going to get one of those elusive wins. The Hilltoppers. That's who Western Kentucky is. They top the hill. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's quite uh, a mascot. Yeah, it's like a fucking tree, I think. <laughs> I, I've seen it. Um, South Carolina visits Georgia. Georgia. Slaughter, yep. Georgia. South Carolina puts their head on the block for the bloodletting. Yeah, You're right about that. It's, well, it's Georgia has become the Eastus Alabama. It's like everybody gets their chance to go get their shit kicked in. It won't be a close game, I, I don't believe. Um, we're going to move on to Arkansas is going to play a real tough game in Coastal Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be great if um, they lose to Coastal Carolina after beating an SEC opponent? It would be great to watch for me anyway, personally. I, I believe at one time the Chiefs started a quarterback from Coastal Ca- Carolina. Oh, like, fuck, what was his like name? Tyler Palco. Palco? Yeah. No, Palco was at a well, pit listen, or something, wasn't he? I'd have to look it up. I just remember they kept talking about how Coastal Carolina had only played football for a couple of years, and he played on the team. But What's up with that? We'll have, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> we'll have to look that one up. But uh, Arkansas should get a win against Coastal Carolina. Dustin Johnson, the golfer, went there. I'm, they're sure they're good at golf, but football, probably not. Well, Justin Johnson return and play football yeah, for him. He, he should play hurt. quarterback for him, probably. No. No, not happening. And then Ole Miss goes to Kentucky. Ole Miss versus Kentucky. And I honestly feel like Kentucky will probably lose this game. I think Kentucky will win this game. No? Well, we have a discrepancy there, don't mm-hmm. we? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. All right. Guys. Mark it down. And then a chance for Butch to redeem himself. He has Southern Miss coming into Tennessee. Oh, boy. Smokey. Come on. They got, he's got to win this one. He's got to make it to Mizzou. Butch Jones for president. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, they've only played Rocky Top down there like three times this year. Yeah, I you know. know. They only play it after touchdown. So oh, maybe, maybe this week they can get a couple of them in there. I was in Boston last year and uh, went to one of these bars that basically adopts teams, mm-hmm. you know, for out-of-towners. And they adopt Mizzou, and they had adopted Tennessee, and I can't remember the other program, but the Tennessee game and the Mizzou game were on the same time. And Tennessee was having a hell of a game, and I see, heard Rocky Top 15 fucking times, and I was ready to put a gun in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Just drink your way through it. Yeah, that's basically what I did. I passed out from drinking too much. Yeah, so did I fall. And then the final game uh, should be a, a good game, I would think. LSU versus Alabama. 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 Yeah. I would hope that LSU could stay with them. I don't think they'll win, but at least give them a game. No, I think it'll be a bloodletting. <laughs> I mean, yes, sir. Not, only, not only are you playing Alabama, you're playing them after a bye week. But it seems like every time these two teams play, it's field goal after field goal after field goal. Well, it is, a, it is a rivalry, you know, that um, teams always play up for one another, and that seems to be what happens. You know, it's, no. kind, of, it's kind of like in the years when Missouri was uh, good at football and Kansas sucked, and Missouri was sucked at basketball and Kansas was good. It didn't matter. When Kansas and Missouri got together – you were going to see a pretty good game. And uh, that's kind of the way LSU and Alabama is. But Except nobody cared about the Mizzou-Kansas game. <laughs> yeah, everybody, football game, yeah. And everybody cares about LSU and Alabama. Yeah, right Nick Saban. Yep. Nick Saban. Alabama. I'm just Alabama. going to pick Alabama to beat everybody by 40 points until they do something other than beat everybody by 40 points. I said it earlier. I hope that Georgia jumps Alabama and the polls to number one oh just so God. the state of Alabama goes apeshit. Yeah, they collectively their heads explode. Yeah. Nick Saban. It would be fantastic to see this. Well, I mean, the good news for the East is, is regardless of Georgia probably losing to Alabama in, in Atlanta, we may have an East team in the playoff unless mm-hmm. Georgia does something and trips over their dick. They ought to be in there. I, even if you know you lose to Alabama, you should still make it. Yeah, well, I mean, you want. I mean, they may have one loss if they lose to Alabama, but Everybody when I watch is. Georgia play football, I'm like, these guys are fucking good. Yeah. You know, like they are. In- this will be the first East competitor in three, four years that should be able to give Alabama a game. I no, would for think. real. No, I remember when Missouri played them that first time. And uh, played Alabama, and I thought we we might be able to sneak up on Alabama. And I, I don't remember agree. Alabama fucking Bill Belichick us. Mm-hmm. And he changed his entire offense and started running this like fast pace, like th- throwing these little wide receiver bubbles out the flat and doing all the stuff they had never done. And Mizzou was just fucking confused and got down early, and it was just a bloodbath from there. And I thought. That son of a bitch. You know what I mean? He just completely threw a curveball at us. It's very he likely. He is a likable person. No, not, not, yeah. no. It's no. very likely, though, in the championship game, you have one undefeated team and, you know, three others with one loss. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin may run the table, but you have Ohio State and Notre Dame and places like that with, with one loss. So they, they should get in it. There's a lot of football left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My biggest concern for Georgia is just like tripping over their dick. It seems like every year, a team is like knocking on that door and then has this inexplicable loss. Mm-hmm. You know, TCU just did it. Yeah. You know, they were, they were having this season of seasons in the big, in a very bad big 12, they were going to give themselves an opportunity and they fucking lose to Iowa state. In my perfect world, we see Alabama or Georgia play Notre Dame in the national championship game. So Notre yes, Dame can lose by 327. <laughs> That's happened before. <laughs> yes, it sure has. All right. Is that it on the uh, docket? That's it. Except for one, we've got Missouri going up against Florida at home. Got Guys, what do you think about this? They open as a three-point favorite. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? I, I, I mean, two the, weeks in a row. They have fallen in love in with the uh, with those wins against the Vandals and UConn. I mean, fuck. I guess the firing of a coach maybe had something to do with it too. If but Jim McElwain's guilty of anything, it's not having a quarterback. I mean, that's what yeah, he's guilty of. But you know, the guy that's going to coach him most likely is uh, Randy Shannon, who is their defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's been a head coach too at Miami. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know football, so mm-hmm. there can't be a whole lot of difference between him and the shark fucker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, what was that guy? Was it Greer who played for him when he was, as a freshman? That looked w- all world, and then he went to West Virginia. I'm glad it's you like, said what that. What happened? Because today they said that him and McIlwain had a conversation after he was suspended and McIlwain said that it would be best for both of them to part. So yeah, that may have something to do with it. Signed his death warrant because yeah. Greer looked like a legit quarterback talent and since he left, McIlwain has been running out fucking turd burger after turd burger. You know, that may have something to do with the firing. If he that kid gets suspended and, and then he tells him that they should part ways, you know, they may not have liked that. Uh, what kind pop. of season is Greer having? It can't not be good. as bad. Can't be as bad as what everybody else is doing. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, just the fact that that Del Rio kid is on a field. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing quarterback for anybody that's not in the fucking Sun Belt is. I mean, I I would I bet you right now 
that whomever is on Mizzou's roster behind Drew Locke at quarterback, and I know he played a little bit, but there's more. I bet it's better than whatever Florida's running out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Do you think Missouri's got a shot? I mean, obviously, the, I do. those in Vegas do. I do. I think they've got a shot. Florida doesn't have an offense, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you just have to score some points. Here's where you, I mean, to me, it's Drew Locke. Is Drew Locke going to going to make reads? Is Drew Locke going to use multiple receivers? Are Who be, is Drew Locke? <laughs> are they going to use the middle of the field? I mean, the receivers do, catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, well, and truthfully, other than Jamon Moore, I don't. I mean, to this point, he's the only one I worry about. They call uh, Bob Stoops Big Game Bob. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some exact opposite equivalent for Jamon Moore because if. If it's a team you've heard of, Jamon Moore is going to shit himself. But if you remember, Big Game Bob lost a lot of big games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he only won one. Maybe we ought to come. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's the right name for yeah, Jamon Moore. Big Game big Bob name. won one big game in big his game fucking Jamon. life. Big Game Jamon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But you, you talk about the absolute spot on, nail on the head, a hot dog water, fucking diarrhea, shit your pants, do not get it done. Hot dog water. It is Jamon Moore. I mean, the guy cannot fucking catch a pass if you heard of the team we're playing. J Date Moore. <laughs> Yeah. But like I said, if Drew Locke involves the middle of the field, the tight ends, the Manuel Hall seems to have no trouble getting behind defenses, including George's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if Albert O has three touchdowns, we win this game. Yeah. Well, I you assume at some point somebody's gonna fucking like you know guard, guard him. him. Yeah, but, maybe. But uh, he's a gigantic target. But what's up with that? I don't know, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh yeah, I've got hope. That's I wouldn't be- pick him, but mm-hmm. I got hope. Mm-hmm. I mean Barry Odom bet money on no, it. No, 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 no. Barry Odom has given me no reason to believe don't you think hope. at some point during the season that Tebow sneaks on the sidelines and plays QB for Florida they're needing one mm, yeah, yeah just slides they'd it right certainly in there. take it if Missouri yeah. wins this game gets its fourth win gets an SEC win against Florida mm-hmm. do you think that saves Barry Odom's job I think he needs one more beyond that at mm-hmm. least for, at least for me you should be fired there's <laughs> no one that. I think they're going to keep him regardless. I, I just well, I think Sturk's default setting is give people a chance. Yeah, I think he's getting one more year no matter what. It just feels too Kim Andersony to me. Like they're just going to give him one more year and see what they can come up with. I, I don't know. Like I said, the the worst part about this program isn't the the record. The worst part is the decommits, the coaching turnover, the. The general dumpster fire that seems to be gr- growing inside the program. We just seem to have shown in the past that we will keep a shit show around. Yeah, we sure year. will. Oh, Are we, sure we will. sleeping on Missouri? Oh, I don't know. You Maybe. should sleep with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a huge dong. Uh-huh. Anyway, so what What, what do we say? You're, I'm going to say they lose just because until Barry Odom gives me a – not just Barry Odom, until Drew Locke does this against an SEC opponent, until Barry Odom gives me some reason to believe he knows how to coach football – I'm going to pick against the Tigers when they're playing a legitimate opponent. What do you say, Caleb? Mizzou 27, Florida 21. Wow. I think Missouri's going to win. You're a couple of fucking homers, Pollyanna shitbags. Well, Paul, what do you think? I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. Oh, we have yeah. no doubt about that, but yeah. you need to pick a winner. Florida. Yeah, what I didn't even mm-hmm. ask. Yeah, we knew how that was going to go. All right, I guess that'll do it for this week's Around the Horn with the SEC. The biggest disappointment about uh, McElwain being fired is mm-hmm. I don't think Florida was ever on ESPN's game day where they had the mm-hmm. signs in the background because yeah. those signs are going to be great. Oh, we've been wanting all year for there to be great shark signs. Do you think he's going to come out now and chance. be like, I totally fucked that shark? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. He really <laughs> felt, he really didn't seem to take to that. Maybe he really wants that old Miss job. I'm yeah. rooting for him to get another SEC job just so the shark oh, just yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, guys, we're moving along to the uh, awards section of the show, and I think our first one is the douche of the week and uh, it was alluded to in our voicemail segment yeah we had discussed we had we had basically decided this a long time in ago. advance yeah former backup quarterback marvin zanders tweeted to james foster after he decommitted best decision you've ever made that yeah. young bull I thought that was kind of a douche move to uh reinforce to, from his old team to say that you shouldn't go here well i don't I mean, know why the bad blood i can only imagine that marvin zander thought he should be starting over drew Locke. Xanders. Incorrect. Yeah. Well, whatever the fuck his name is, who needs to know his name? He's a fucking nobody who's not who's like changed like programs twice now since he left us. Yeah, Virginia He's and then Vanderbilt. A complete shitbag. Yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah. I I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other douches, but I think that one's the one. Well, it just goes back to the old analogy: is like if you meet an asshole and you have a poor interaction with them, then it's unfortunate you met an asshole. If you meet 15 assholes a day, you're the asshole. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, how many programs do we got to go to, Marvin, before you realize maybe you're not that talented and you're a dickhead to deal with? Marvin took a lot of shit from ex-Mizzou players, too. Yeah, he did. That. So he kind of got his back at him. Yeah, well, congratulations. You won an award, Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. Well, I mean, listen... You know, Drew Locke's about ready to fucking basically shatter every passing record our school has, but Marvin Zander should have been playing, guys. If, Marvin, if you're in St. Louis, uh, you know, transfer to SLU, stop by and get your free smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final and most important award for the day. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair, Player of the Game. Second week in a row, this could be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two big wins. We're on a winning streak, fellas. You know, uh, first road victory in uh, yeah. shit two years. We rarely have we rarely have this many candidates that can rival the immaculate hair of one Kirk Farmer. That's true, and uh, it's rare that it's not the punter as our lead candidate. <laughs> yeah. So what are you, where are we going to go? What, well, what I mean, say? obviously, again, Drew Locke is. The, I think Drew Locke is going to be hard to beat because not only did he put up five touchdowns, but I think he was like thirty for thirty-seven, like an yeah. amazing number. Yeah, he's last he, week we had him and Beckner, and I think him and Beckner well, up again, again. Yeah, if you're if, if you're looking for reasons to be excited about Drew Locke, he has always put up nice numbers. Mm-hmm. But going his into this, his, his, like yeah, that. his his completion percentage was always very middling to bad. Games like yesterday make his that completion percentage go way up. Mm-hmm. And I think you also have to consider Whitey McWiderson for trucking a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's who I want to vote for. That mm-hmm. truck job was mm-hmm. worth the worth them golden locks. Well, there's only three of us. You can vote for whoever you want to and make it. Uh, yeah, I guess there's so three. And, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I gotta vote for him because I feel like it, one of the few opportunities I'm gonna get to vote for him at, yeah. the, at the current clip. Well, it's I think it has to be Drew Lock. Congratulations, Drew. You are this week's Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. There we have it. Well earned. Well earned award by both mm-hmm. parties. Former quarterback Marvin Zanders and current. Yeah, I'm just Drew I'm Lock. ready for Drew Lock to take over a game that mm-hmm. isn't against Toledo. It would be nice to see him do it against Florida. <laughs> oh, we'll whomever. see, fellas. Unless we've got anything else to add, I think we've pretty much covered everything we need to cover this week. Kansas jacking it, mm. football, McElwain fired. Two weeks away from fucking. basketball. Yep. Two weeks away from basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We may hear a little bit more out of this group whenever basketball starts getting fired up and some good games get going. Well, yep. We're going to be talking a lot more basketball than we ever have before. It's going to get funky. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay, fellas. Uh, again, follow us on Twitter. We're at Mazodcast. You can always send us an email. Send us your songs, Mazodcast at gmail.com. And, as always, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps a lot. We've been getting some more of those lately, and we appreciate them all. Until then, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. It's not a Kansas football game until somebody's stroking their dork.